0: Suddenly appearing in Tunisia wearing parkas, it's the IGN digi Please welcome two men who will never understand the mysteries of Lost, Mark Kaiser and Wade Major. Oh my goodness, that's a change. Uh, someone actually contributed an opening that puts me second. They, they changed it. Corey, who would have the unmitigated audacity? That was brought to you by Ashley Fakaba, who, in a strange show of sympathy, put Mark first. Thank you, Ashley. <laughs> thank
1: Ashley, thank you. Really, we've been doing this show for like, you know, seven years, and yes. like, I've never been first. <laughs> and, you know, it's funny, because when Corey read the intro... It just sounded wrong. Yes. Because you're used to hearing yeah, your name true. first.
0: It's a display of sympathy.
1: I, bl- I believe that uh, uh, a coup is underway.
0: It is a coup. Yes. Um, it, we got to get right into it because we got, uh, we got a Vox box. We're getting Vox boxes. Gods at deadjugods.com. Gods at People sending in the Vox boxes. Do a, do a Vox box. And if you're too shy, send us a, a regular email, and we'll uh, we'll try to get around to that as well. We got a few of those this week, so we're we're going to get right into it. Mark, what is that gigantic DVD monstrosity that you have staring you in the face?
1: This is a must-buy for any Grateful Dead fan.
0: Oh my gosh!
1: This is a, a a huge 14 DVD set, not Blu-ray, but a DVD set called Grateful Dead All the Years Combined. Now, this is uh, pretty much. This has about. 38 hours of Grateful Dead live footage.
0: That's nothing to a Grateful Dead fan. I know. You, 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 it's like a you, drop in the bucket. That's a drop in the bucket. To like, I mean, people who go to who used to go to Grateful Dead concerts and tape, which I guess doesn't really happen anymore, because uh, they don't really tour anymore, right? It's like ever since Jerry Garcia, well, died, Jerry Garcia died. He died, they just stopped touring. Is that what the deal is? Or do they still occasionally do a Jerry Garcia it's, tribute? And, well, sometimes
1: a couple will get together and play a gig yeah. here and there, but they don't really – they're not. They're, they're not what they were.
0: I just. I remember. You know, when we used to write for Entertainment Today, John Salazar, who was then the editor, was the uh, was a big Grateful Dead fan. They, he had like th- like thousands of tapes that he would he would go and he'd tape with his microphone and the whole thing. And I remember he came back from a concert once and he goes, uh "Oh, it's not good news. Jerry's carrying around the little black uh, briefcase again."
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> you know what that briefcase was filled with. <laughs>
0: Anyway, fourteen
1: DVD is fantastic. There's even a. um, There's even in this set a uh, one of the discs called "Is So Far." Now, "So Far" was originally released on VHS and Laserdisc in 1987. No kidding. And has never seen the light of day on DVD until this moment, 2012. So that is a big deal. But we have concerts here from uh, 87 in Oakland and from uh, East Troy, Wisconsin, in 89 up through the 90s. And uh, there's really nothing here past, you know, 1991, I don't think. Wow. So this is great stuff. It also includes the Grateful Dead movie, which was released in uh, 1977. And so this is like, – and, and a documentary. There's a bonus disc with a documentary from 92. So this is definitive stuff. If you like the Grateful Dead, uh, then, uh, first of all, tune in, drop out. What was that thing? Tune in, drop out? Uh, that uh, Warhol thing, whatever? Yeah, yeah what it is. Drop that, acid. Well, it, was, yeah. it was like a drop acid uh, – Thing.
0: Should be noted that the the Grateful Dead movie, by the way, uh, did come out on Blu-ray last year in November. So that part of this is available in Blu-ray.
1: Yes, but still,
0: if you come want. on. But I mean, still, I this, this is you, you don't need this on Blu-ray. This is this is definitive. This is pretty rad.
1: It's great. It Also comes with a forty-page booklet that is yeah. a bunch of uh, uh, you know a bunch of photos and essays. And I'm telling you, man, this is the deal.
0: Very nice. Grateful
1: Dead, all the years combined. If you well, if you are a Grateful Dead fan, the only thing I wish was that it was on Blu-ray, only because uh, 14 DVDs would be like 4 Blu-rays Rock on Instead We, have, we have a gigantic brick
0: Rock on uh, Shout Factory That's very important. We love Shout Factory We do Yes we do um, I also have uh, A couple of docs We're going to just make Quick mention of uh, Right here at the top of the show uh, from BBC Earth is Frozen Planet. This is a, uh, a complete series three disc set on Blu-ray, and uh, it's got a nice little uh, lenticular cover that shows. It looks like the penguins and the polar bears and the uh, and the orcas are all doing a little dance together. Uh, did you hear this, Mark? They find out now there are more polar bears now than there used to be. They're not dying after all; they're multiplying.
1: Well, Gl- great. Let's kill them. Gl- <laughs> let's, let's hunt them for sport now. They are available for sport hunting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's what happens when you take an animal off the endangered species list. Yay! Let's go get a gun. Uh, anyway, apparently they're they're multiplying like crazy. Now, this is, uh, you know, BBC Earth is just, it sort of has set the amazing standard for all of this nature documentary stuff. And on Blu-ray, it's just really fabulous. This is just gorgeous stuff. Really, really well done. And, of course, this is uh, all thanks mainly to David Attenborough, who has just done an amazing job over the decades... In uh, in keeping everybody's attention on this stuff, and it's wonderful. He narrates it, and uh, it's the you know it's the it's the same team that's done all of these things, so it's it's just great. Uh, a lot of good extras here. There's a, a cool video diaries uh, collection of uh, little video shorts, probably about like four dozen of them. And a bunch of very, very cool uh, featurettes. And then we also have, uh, that's maybe just a notch below, is a thing called Born to be Wild, which was originally an IMAX film. And this is a Blu-ray, DVD, ultraviolet combo set. Uh, Not quite up to the BBC level, but still very entertaining. And this is essentially, uh, uh, the idea here is to sort of explore human-animal connections. Stop it, Mark. Don't get dirty. And uh, it's narrated by Morgan Freeman because, of course, you know he did *March of the Penguins*, and he has that uh, nature narration voice. Now he's getting pigeonholed. Um, And you're in Borneo, and you're in Africa, and you know you're you're learning how humans love animals and animals love humans. And uh, of course, there's no footage of any chimpanzees ripping off human genitals, as they are prone to do. You know, as they want to do.
1: And you know what? Uh, I'm right there with them.
0: Of course, you are. What you got there, Mark?
1: Oh, we got two sports. Uh, well, we have one sports Blu-ray and one sports DVD. Now, uh, Wade, here's the thing. Uh, 2011 in baseball, very exciting postseason. And the reason I know this is because I missed all of it and had to read about it the next day.
0: Okay. The Mets, uh, are, the Mets are already out of it, aren't they?
1: N- yeah, actually, the Mets are not bad. The, 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 <laughs> the Mets are right now, I believe. Uh, the, no, the Mets are like seven and four.
0: I just, I'm just laughing because, because Mike, Mike Rotman, our, our dear uh, Stupid for Movies producer, he, he had a fa- <laughs> Facebook post. <laughs> I don't, you probably didn't even see this. He goes, uh oh, first day of the season, and the Mets are already out of it. <laughs> oh,
1: no, no. Oh, I saw it. Oh, I saw it. But the funny thing is that the Mets, although, although ultimately we're a 500 team, we're not going to go anywhere, but um, there's actually a blip of hope Because a lot of these young players who came up through the farm system are starting to uh, develop a little bit.
0: How about those Dodgers?
1: I know. Matt Camp. Boy, Matt Camp. Unbelievable. That guy's unbelievable. All right, uh, I'm not quite sure how real the Dodgers are either. Um, The Mets are definitely not real, but the Dodgers, a little less real. Anyway. um, game six of the 2011 World Series—one of the best World Series games I've ever played—at least that's what they tell me because I was on a date at the time and I missed it. I was on a date with a South African girl at Chaya at Chaya, and you know, by Cedar Sinai, and so yes. So literally, we're eating our food, and I see that the Texas Rangers are about to win their very first World Series. I can see it on the TV at the bar, and we're eating dinner in the restaurant. So I say to her, "I'm really sorry." Do you mind if I just get up and just walk to the bar and see the last out? The Texas Rangers are about to win the World Series for the first time in their history. And she says, okay, sure. I walk up, and of course, the Rangers you know, don't win. The Cardinals stay alive. And this went on throughout most of our dinner. And in the end, I missed the David Freeze home run, which was like the heart-stopping comeback of all time. Uh, but if I did want to watch it in its entirety... I could watch it on this Blu-ray. Wow. Baseball's greatest games. No kidding. St. Louis Cardinals 2011 World Series Game 6. Say it ain't so. It, it, it is so. And I have to say that of all these, of all the major sports, uh, baseball does the best multimedia job. Yeah, they do. They put all their stuff out on Blu-ray. Yeah. Not DVD. They yeah. put this stuff out on Blu-ray. The MLB app for the iPad and the yeah. iPhone. They're Very They're nice. great. I have them both. I can stream any baseball game I want except ones that are in the LA market, like the Dodgers or the Angels. But any game I want, I can stream it on my TV, on my iPad, or on my iPhone. They're great. Cranking. Anyway, so uh, baseball's greatest game, St. Louis Cardinals 2011 World Series uh, Game 6, is an all-time World Series classic. Uh, I wish I had seen it. Um, On the bottom end of the pro sports multimedia scale is uh, hockey, Hockey still uh the NHL still releases uh, DVDs not Blu-rays and uh it's just a bu- it's it's it just seems so tossed off and no thought put into it. Here we have something called Road to Victory the 94 New York Rangers story. Now the Rangers in the mid 90s were a pretty unstoppable team. They had Mark Messier, Brian Leach, Mike Richter, so it was a great team. And uh you know in 94 they won it all and this is all about them winning it all, the Road to Victory the 94 New York Rangers story. Um again I wish the NHL would. Uh, the problem is that these DVDs, they're multimedia. They almost treat the sport like the second tier sport that it has become.
0: Yeah, I'd, whereas it, baseball
1: it, has done a great job, and football has done a good job, and football and basketball have done kind of a, a, a middle tier job.
0: Have you ever watched any of those yes. third tier sports networks, like where where people will be doing? They'll you know you like lumberjack competition. It is the worst sports commentary ever. And you even get to, like, lacrosse games. Like, when you get into to Ivy League lacrosse competition, in terms of the camera work, the directing, the the commentary, it's it's almost embarrassing.
1: Well, I remember years ago when uh, ESPN2 and ESPN3
0: yeah. launched. Yeah. Three, 3 is online only.
1: Right. Yeah. Or ESPN2 launched. It was like, what are you going to do for 24 hours on ESPN2? Yeah, you know. They don't have any major sports, the only, so they line up with a bunch of crap.
0: The only time it comes in handy for me, actually, is whenever it's World Cup soccer.
1: Dud. Uh, Thank you. No one cares. Final score: one nothing. There you go.
0: All right, um, Mark. I'm going to put the television in your hands. Get that ready while I blow through the um, the latest Miramax uh, library release. That's
1: what you should do, Wade. And we have a VoxBox box later. By the way, we also have some Sweet. big, uh, big name, uh, big studio releases to oh, talk about. Oh, we got some.
0: Big, we got some big stuff. We now got some one, good stuff.
1: There's one we're about a week late on, but they just sent it to us. Yeah, uh, but we're we good. Did, We we're did good. check it out, so we're good now.
0: And uh, a bunch of a bunch of Miramax stuff, a bunch of Miramax catalog stuff has come out from Echo Bridge, and we always like to roll down this because these things are back in print, and uh, you know, this is a, this is stuff. Much of it which was never in print, uh, and a lot of it which uh, is back in print. Uh, since the uh, transition from uh, Disney over to the new entity, the new Miramax. And uh, Talk of Angels is actually a pretty good movie. I uh, I remember this at the time. I don't think I was overly impressed by it at the time, but considering how bad movies have gotten, I kind of like it now. And especially because everybody in it is sort of, you know, I mean, it's got Polly Walker and Frances McDormand and Vince Perez, and it's even got Penelope Cruz. She wasn't that big of a deal at the time, but she's uh, she's a big deal now. So it's kind of nice in hindsight. You look at this and you go, "Wow, that's, you know, not such a bad movie at all." Uh, directed by Nick Ham, who kind of fell off the map. Uh, I was really hoping he'd uh, really get a he'd really get his career in gear. But anyway. Um, really a smart little film And a nice period film And uh, you should definitely check it out You know, This was back when Miramax had a lot of uh, Little period action going on And uh, I kind of miss those movies You don't get as many of them anymore um, We also have some uh, Big compilation sets here uh, one of them is called, is a high-powered action pack. This is a Blu-ray that features six films on it that have next to nothing to do with any of uh, the other films. It's a real hodgepodge, but if you like at least a few of these, it might be worth the investment. Uh, you got The uh, the Lookout with uh, Joe Gordon-Levitt and Hidden Assassin with Dolph Lundgren, Jackie Chan in the horrible dubbed version of Supercop. Uh, Charlie Sheen in No Code of Conduct The Yards directed by our good friend uh, James Gray and then Equilibrium with Christian Bale uh, and Tay Diggs very strange I I don't know why they would choose these films to put together I don't know for whom this is created but I'm sure somebody out there will see this in a bargain bin and pick it up Uh, A little more sensible is a uh, collection of four Pokemon films Uh, they aren't really that well chosen Uh, they're all kind of the same And I really still don't... There's no point in mentioning Pokemon Heroes, Forever, Jirachi, Destiny, Deoxys. I don't don't know how many Pokemon movies there are. I still don't understand the world of Pokemon. None of it makes sense to me. But if you love Pokemon, there it is. And then for people who love the Prophecy series, we were talking before the show, like, really? There are that many Prophecy films? I guess there must be. Uh, Christopher Walken kind of hit... Uh, with the first Prophecy and then they went and made a bunch of others that slipped right below everybody's radar you've got the Prophecy the Prophecy Uprising Prophecy 3 the Ascent and the Prophecy Forsaken all kind of packed together on a uh, Miramax multi-feature Blu-ray and then you also have 11 films all Prophecy and Hellraiser films on a DVD combo Uh, This is uh, really no point in distinguishing between any of them because it's just Christopher Walken being creepy and then that pinhead guy being creepy and it's all packed onto one very, very creepy DVD. Uh, Jackie Chan in Operation Condor 2, The Armor of God. Now, this, again, is a horrible dubbed version that uh, the new Miramax clearly has not seen any reason to fix from the way it was released previously, I always urge people, go to the original source, watch the Cantonese-language version of The Armor of God and Operation Condor, The Armor of God Part 2. It's not Operation Condor 2. This is the way that they screwed with the titles over here. So uh, I do not recommend that, even on Blu-ray. Um... And then we made mention of uh, Equilibrium previously. This is a double feature that packs that Equilibrium movie onto uh, a double feature with Renaissance. Now, the only reason I'm going to marginally recommend this is because Renaissance, even though it's not a very good movie, it's still kind of a cool, weird, uh, mo-cap animation-y thing that I think everybody's sort of forgotten about. So it's worth at least a rental if you missed it the first time. Uh, Renaissance, uh, Daniel Craig does one of the voices. He's kind of the lead voice. Um, It takes place in Paris in the year 2054, and it's a totally black-and-white animated film. And when I say black-and-white, I mean there aren't even shades of gray in this thing. It's just completely stark. And it's almost too stark, but it is a cool experiment, and uh, there's some very cool uh, effects in it. Uh, Halloween Resurrection, not one of the better entries in the Halloween series, but that's on Blu-ray for those who care. Uh, Rick Rosenthal, who directed it, not a terrible director. It just kind of, you know, suffers from not being. It was the this is the one that brought back uh, Jamie Lee Curtis to the to the franchise, and that was supposed to be a little bit special, but it it winds up being kind of a rehash. Uh, in Deep was actually not such a bad film at the time. I, I thought it was crap when I saw it and uh, taking a look at it again. You know what? i, I got to be honest with you. I, uh, I really like LL Cool J. The guy's grown on me. I think he's a great actor, and I think he's really good in this. A so, great actor? I think he's a great actor. I think he's we' uh, like,
1: like, like, you know, De Niro Spen- like or Spencer, Daniel Day like,
0: lewis Spen- Like Spencer Tracy, Cary <laughs> uh, Grant. Yeah, I think he's a great actor. Wow. Uh, LL Cool J and Omar Epps in uh, Into Deep, which is you know, look, I mean, it's it's kind of boilerplate uh, action film stuff, but uh, you know, it's got Pam Grier in it as well, and that's always good for something with me. And then, lastly, we have on Blu-ray and on DVD this thing called Road Racers. Um, you know, it's funny because Robert Rodriguez just this came completely out of left field. Did this even get a theatrical release? Do you know? It did not. What's the story on that? Why did this not get a theatrical release? I mean, it's it's a Robert Robert Rodriguez Rodriguez. film. I I thought everything he did got at least some kind of a marginal release.
1: Everybody at this point has stuff released straight to video. Everybody. It's so
0: weird. Well, anyway, um, this is something that uh, Robert Rodriguez uh, did back in 1994 and went completely under the radar. I mean, in 94, he should have been getting this theatrically released. It's so strange anyway um, you know what it's uh, this kind of prefigures what he was eventually going to do in From Dusk Till Dawn in some respects um, David Arquette and Salma Hayek are a very peculiar couple in this and uh, David Arquette certainly is not the uh, he's not quite right for the part he's kind of a James Deany character you know but um, Salma Hayek is always wonderful especially when she does stuff in uh, Rodriguez films even if she does just a little bit you know, dancing topless and then turning into a vampire. Uh, but anyway, it's it's stylish. It's kind of a, it means to be a rebel film, kind of biker exploitation film throwback. Doesn't quite work. Uh, doesn't have any extras on it, but it's an interesting anomaly. And, uh, you know, in terms of kind of if you want to be a completist with Rodriguez's oeuvre, then it uh, might be worth checking out. But uh, definitely better in Blu ray than on DVD, though not great on either of them in terms of the transfer.
1: Wow, Wade, you blew go. through that! I
0: did. I rocked it.
1: You did. Now we got a. Uh, w- w- so, what should we do next? Should we do this TV stuff? Should we do VoxBox? Should we do the new movies? You know, you pick it, Wade. let, it's let, Wade's let, let choice. Let's,
0: let's crank through this TV, and then uh, okay. we'll probably be time for Vox, Bo- Vox, Box and we'll wrap it up with the great new films.
1: We have all those too. Wait, we got all those.
0: Well, uh, yeah, actually, yeah. We'll 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 get through as much as we can.
1: Okay. All right, uh, Wade. Uh, Logan's Run was a uh, movie that I loved as a kid. I have to say if I watched it now, I think it would be absolutely horrible, although I will always love it. It will always have a place in my heart for Logan's Run. This, however, is not the movie. This is the TV show, which premiered in September of uh, 1977. Yes. It lasted for about 14 episodes. Yes. This is a little bit better than most of these types of, of spinoff shows, only yep. because there were a bunch of uh, Star Trek writers involved in this. The mm-hmm. uh, story editor was DC Fontana. Yeah. And uh, David Gerald wrote an episode. Oh, my and gosh. Harley-
0: flashback. <laughs>
1: And Harlan Ellison wrote an Holy episode. Holy cow! Oh my god!
0: And, and, I feel bad not liking this series now.
1: That's ridiculous. So, um, and it had, although it does have Gregory Harrison and the the uh, oh Gregory
0: Harrison. Didn't, oh Didn't, my didn't god. he wind up uh, playing Doctor Gonzo Gates on Trapper John M.D.? <laughs> he did. I think he did.
1: He did. But you know what? He was Logan. <laughs> he was sho- Logan I'm Five.
0: Sho- I'm showing my age. If you
1: are. People, anyway. I, then we,
0: we have we have people who are probably you know listening to this podcast going. Doctor Who on what?
1: (laughs) All I know... That's
0: not even on DVD yet, you know. That is true. Trapper John M.D., that was Mm -hmm. a cool show. Never saw it. Um,
1: (laughs) Anyway, this is Logan's Run, the complete series on uh, DVD. This is not a bad show. You may want to check it out. If you're a a total Star Trek completist, you may want to see some of uh, D.C. Fontana and um, David Gerald's work, along with Harlan Ellison, who wrote one episode.
0: What a a weird time it was that Logan's Run and Planet of the Apes wound up becoming TV series. Awesome. Short-lived TV series, mind you such a weird time in the 70s.
1: Awesome. So bizarre. Uh, Tyler Perry's Meet the Browns is another uh, piece of crap in the Tyler Perry. Oh over, gosh. over. How many
0: seasons is this up to now? Which one is that?
1: Well, it's funny because on, on the spine of the box, yeah, for everyone to see, it doesn't just say season five. On the yes. spine of the box, it says episodes 81 to 100.
0: Oh, jeez. As if
1: that number means something, something to, to somebody. anybody. Yeah. Uh, anyway this is uh, f- uh, Three discs It's a bunch of uh, Episodes of this Terrible show Oh god! I, 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 I respect Tyler Perry And what he has Carved out for himself But I just think He's terrible um, The Dark Shadows movie Is coming out soon With Johnny Depp And it uh, looks terrible I think it looks fine You know why oh. I saw the trailer It made me laugh Because I know nothing, about dark, uh, know nothing About Dark Shadows It looks like the It looks like the Beetlejuice sequel That Tim Burton Never got to make
0: It's gonna suck
1: I'm sure it's gonna suck but uh, I'm so on
0: I'm on radio talking about it that day. So uh, it, wait, it's the fourth, right? Opens the fourth or the, 11? the 11th. Ah, see. I'm not on radio. I'm on the fourth. I'm talking <laughs> about the Avengers.
1: You haven't gotten the invite to those, have you?
0: No, no, but I will. No, I'm, I'm on the fourth talking about the Avengers. So I'm going to miss Dark Shadows. Darn it. Uh, it.
1: Anyway, MPI, they're no fools. They have released a uh, Dark Shadows compilation Two yeah. Dark Shadows compilation DVDs, one called The Best of Barnabas. And I believe uh, that's the name of the ghost. I don't know what the hell he is. And uh, Dark Shadows fan favorites. And uh, there you go.
0: He plays the ghost.
1: Is <laughs> ghost? What is He's it? He's a vampire. Oh, whatever.
0: Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. And there's also a complete, uh, a complete, complete, complete Dark Shadows mega Mondo ultra set that uh, is, is uh, coming out as well, which we're trying to get. It's going to be very, very tough to get hold of a copy, but we're doing our best. Just know that. Oh, we're doing thank our
1: God. best. Thank God, Wade.
0: Yeah. Speaking
1: totally. of thank God, uh, we have a little thing called Eagle Heart. Now, Eagleheart is a uh, really funny show with Chris Elliott. Now, if you're a Chris Elliott fan, and Wade, tell me you're not a Chris Elliott fan. Come uh, on. You
0: know what? I, I look. I love the whole family. I I love uh, Bob Bob Elliott, right? This is Dad Bob of Ken and Bob, right? right? Yeah. And by he, the way, he,
1: his daughter, the uh, uh,
0: Alison uh, not Allison, uh, uh, the, uh, Chris uh, Matt, Elliott's daughter is on Saturday Night Live.
1: She's attractive, isn't she?
0: Yes, she is. She's very funny. She does a very very funny Kardashian impression.
1: Uh anyway, Eagle Heart is a live action comedy show. It's on uh it's on the uh, what's it called? Adult Swim. It's done by Conor O'Brien's production company, so it is uh its it has got a funny pedigree. I these are short form episodes. Uh these are not full length half hour deals. So I have to say that um I think this show is really funny. It's sort of a um it's a bit of a what's it called? Like um Heard. Well like a walker texas ranger type. thing. oh yeah eagle, where chris elliott is uh, he's this u.s marshal and he fights crime he's got two partners and uh, there's really funny stuff in it you know you got 15 minutes so you got to pack the comedy in so it's really dense with comedy chris elliott it's nice to see him back doing his thing so um i would recommend at least a uh, rental for eagle heart because it also includes the pilot nice which did not air it was a non-airing pilot and it includes it uh, we have two uh, old shows with new seasons out on DVD. One, uh, Adam 12, the final season of Adam 12. This show is really running out of gas by the time it uh, hit season seven. This, of course, was created by Jack Webb, who was the uh, Dragnet guy. The Dragnet guy.
0: I used to watch Adam 12 every afternoon after school while I was eating hot dogs.
1: I did remember. Oh, is that what they call gay sex?
0: Thank you ladies and gentlemen We, uh, we It's been nice, it's been great Having you as fans all these years And uh, you know, best of luck <laughs> Best of luck
1: <laughs> uh, Anyway, Adam-12, uh, the final season uh, it, was, it was great at the beginning And it just sort of petered out at the end for me This is 24 episodes from season 7 Over and out for Adam-12 yeah. Also you know, Martin yes. Milner was a
0: great bad guy in 8 Men Out I'm just saying
1: I look the only look Martin Milner to me will always be near and dear to my heart because Martin Milner yes was in Sweet Smell of Success
0: That's right he sure was and he was awesome in it Yep but he was yes. also great in Eight Men Out
1: That is true mm-hmm. Well but by by the time he was doing Eight Men Out he was a, his face was getting a little bit rounder yes. and thicker and older yeah. and you're like god look what happened to Martin Milner mm-hmm. even back then True Uh anyway Laverne and Shirley season 5 now Laverne and Shirley does not have a very stellar DVD record <laughs> you know, this thing has been coming out in fits and starts, and uh, there's, you know, there's True. not not a lot of special features on these things, and, uh, you know, it's Paramount CBS DVD. They're not really treating these all that well. So we have, uh, by the way, you know,
0: you know,
1: back in the day, I thought Cindy Williams was cute.
0: She was. I admit it. Still is.
1: Oh, she's not. Have you seen her lately? Oh, she's got to be like 65 years old.
0: Hubba, hubba. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, <laughs>
1: Michael McKean, of course, and uh, David Lander as Lenny and Squiggy. Love it. Hello. I like the show. Hello. Hello. I love this show. It Penny Marshall, Cindy Williams. This is good stuff. Anyway, 25 episodes from uh, season five. It includes a um, a Happy Days episode that had to do with Laverne and Shirley. And the episodic promos. I love the episode promos. Coming up next week, Laverne and Shirley, wackiness ensues, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Love it. They have all those on this DVD. Anyway, uh, good stuff for Vernon Shirley and Bravo. Penny Marshall, of course, became a very uh, uh very popular, famous, successful movie director.
0: and you can see her any uh, just on television weekly. did you know that no any any clipper game she's sitting around just in, wearing sweats and watching them play She has not
1: aged well <laughs> Oh my God, that's you know there are i, I I'm being such a jerk now, but I'm going to say it anyway. yeah there are two actresses from our youths, yeah. Who did not age well. Yes. I mean, not just didn't age well, aged incredibly poorly.
0: Well, I know, I know Farah's one of them. No, 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 no She no. looks like hell today.
1: No, well, she's decomposing now. Yeah. Um, there's two. Penny Marshall mm-hmm. looks horrifying. Yeah. Even worse, God love her. She's hilarious. I hear her voice every week. Yes. Almost every week on The Simpsons. But if you actually see um, Marsha Wallace... You know, Marsha Wallace was on the uh, Bob Newhart show. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. If
1: you actually see Marsha and, and Marsha Wallace does the um,
0: she does a voice in The Simpsons.
1: She does the voice of Mrs. Krabappel.
0: Does she really? Mm-hmm. Look at that. You know that? No. Uh,
1: if you actually see Marsha Wallace, what she looks and I've seen her in person because I've seen her. She does you know she's does a lot of comedy, whatever. Um, she's sixty nine years old. God love her. Hilarious woman. Has not aged wh- well. She's aged horribly. Really funny. Makes me laugh on the show. God love her. We need female comedians like that to last forever. I'm just saying, really ugly. Okay. What did you just look up?
0: I just looked her up. I just want to see if there are any pictures. Are there? It's all doctored. Yeah. All right, right.
1: anyway. um, Last two. uh, Discovery has a show called Man vs. Wild with this guy, Bear Gryllis. I don't know who this guy is. Uh, All I know is that Bear Gryllis is on like a... Deodorant commercial. <laughs> you know what they have now on um, on? Okay, you know there's this new thing now in reality TV where they fi- where they follow ice truckers and mm-hmm. people who who rummage through garbage. And, <laughs> you know they have this new show called Wicked Tuna. Yeah, it's on Nat Geo. Yeah, and it's about these these Boston-based crews who go out and catch bluefish tuna.
0: Right. And.
1: I mean. They catch tuna okay that's the show okay stop it
0: <laughs>
1: coming up next the homeless people off the end of the santa monica pier who, who who fish for guppies off the end of the pier in santa monica i mean come on stop it you know yeah, well, anyway you know. man vs. wild this is uh man vs. wild uh, top 25 man moments uh this is uh i don't know whatever can, can we just stop it already yeah. with the reality tv uh, James May's Man Lab Season 1 Actually Series 1 Because it is all British-al It's all british its all british um, the Oh my god Anyway um, This is all about a, a, it's, it's this guy James May And he does all these challenges With you know Dangerous materials You know He, he has he, It's like he, a
0: fear factor deal
1: You know It's more like It's a bit of inventing It's a bit of comedy oh. It's like He does like The electric train Toilet paper delivery system so it's like he builds a, it and tests it out.
0: It's like Fear Factor meets uh, the Antiques Roadshow meets uh, 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 the, the, the car show. Uh, you know. Oh, oh, Top Gear. Top Gear, thank you.
1: Well, the, uh, um, uh, James May is from Top Gear. Right. Got it. So James May is from Top Gear. He teaches you how to do stuff that's cool, like, you know, I don't know, build a kitchen, but with, with, with stuff that is even cooler, like diffusing a bomb. Okay, He'll give you all that stuff. Groovy. And uh, so it's a really fun, unique show. Uh, BBC's BBC does a lot of, BBC does a fair amount of, not strict comedy programming, but but programming with a comedic edge to it. And I think they don't get a lot of credit for that. But uh, Man Lab is one of those shows. So um, it's kind of worth a rental if you're into that. Uh, if you're if you're into Top Gear, and you're into like MythBusters and irreverent British humor, I would go for uh, James May's Man Lab series one.
0: Reuben Swanky. All right, well, we're going to read some uh, listener Mail right now and then segue into a Vox box then wrap everything up. And uh, we're going to start off with something we got from Jason McAtee. Uh, You know, my grandmother was a McAtee. Jason, you may be one of my long lost relatives. Wait
1: a minute, you know what? didn't Joe Esterhaus write a script about the McAtees that Mel Gibson was going to do?
0: <laughs> we, we, we don't have time to get into that. We really we really don't. It's the best. It's, a, it's a it's a developing story. Um, it's it, seriously Love just it. go, just go online and search right. Joe Esterhaus and Mel Gibson and, and you'll laugh yourselves to sleep for the next week and a you half. Laugh
1: yourselves it's to a, sleep. How does that happen?
0: Uh, it's just it's you'll suffocate. It was too funny. Uh, Jason McAtee writes I am a huge Clint Eastwood fan And except for his early cameo work I have all of his films either on DVD or Blu-ray Except Thunderbolt and Lightfoot Copies are now soaring over $60 used, and I refuse to pay that. Is there any news on this one? Seems strange that this is the only Eastwood film that remains out of print, um, which I had no idea about. That was news to me. And, uh, you know, it ha- it, it's been 12 years since it was released on DVD, and uh, nothing's been done since. I, I, you know, I said to him that um, this has to mean one of two things that they're either preparing for a Blu ray release, or that uh, MGM is going to shuffle it over to their manufacturer on demand MOD library. Which I can't imagine that they would do, uh, especially since Michael Cimino has a certain amount of uh, cachet still as a name. So, uh, but, you know, MGM uh, is coming out of their their horrible bankruptcy situation and slowly ramping up. So I'm sure that that'll get some traction at some point in the future, but it's just – it's anybody's guess when. But that was a really good question, so thank you for that. And uh, next we have – oh, oh, by the way, a number of people emailed us about when the last two seasons of The Muppet Show are going to come out. Because everybody thought, well, the last two seasons, four and five, have never come out on DVD. 1, 2, and 3 have 4 and 5 are not there and it's been years and everybody thought well with the Muppet movie you know the new, the new film and Jason Siegel and all that surely they'll try to capitalize it but they didn't so that's a, really we have no answer to that I, it's a mystery we thought that they'd do that too and nobody and really better, knows
1: better because you want to know who some of the guests were on season 4 of the Muppets who? Shields and Yarnell
0: oh so awesome they were they were the best show ever
1: but also They're, cool people like Dana Ross yeah. Alan Arkin Dizzy Gillespie wow that's cool But also, they gotta get that going, John Denver.
0: They gotta get that going. They really
1: do. I love the Muppets. I was so glad the Muppet movie was good.
0: Ben, yeah, I was too. Ben Thompson writes this and says, "I originally watched Reach, Reach the the poopa." I recently watched Manhunter and found that I liked it just as much, if not more, than Silence of the Lambs. I have also seen Hannibal, which wasn't nearly as good as either. My question is, would you recommend seeing Red Dragon or would it ruin Manhunter at all? Also, what do you think of the Hannibal series on blue, uh, Hannibal series Blu-rays? Uh, I think the Hannibal series Blu-rays are, are fine. They're, they're acceptable if you like all the films. Otherwise, just get the ones you like. But uh, I think both of us pretty much concur that Red Dragon is a piece of ass. Is yeah.
1: a piece of S yeah, yeah,
0: As you would say yeah, Well because it was Brett Radner yeah. Who would
1: hire Brett Radner To do that film Doesn't that just seem odd
0: It's, it's idiotic
1: Who would hire Brett Ratner To do any film Does Brett Radner Realize how hated he
0: is He must uh, I don't think he cares He <laughs> hires hookers And um, Jason Croones. We called him cro- Croons, Rhymes with prunes When Corey read his uh, His name uh, On a previous uh, Opening He uh, This is Jason Croones. Says, hey, guys, I'm sure you've heard how 20th Century Fox pulled the trailer and advertising for Neighborhood Watch, given the whole Trayvon Martin incident. So it got me thinking as to other times when studios may have pulled a film or delayed its release due to something in the news or a current event that's totally coincidental. I couldn't think of any, though I'm sure there must have been a few after 9-11. I'm wondering if you knew of any famous examples. I, can you think of any?
1: Uh- I, you know what I, it's not the studio but I was reminded of Clockwork Orange
0: yeah which Kubrick pulled from the UK from the UK because there was some murders. copyright uh, Copy, copyright copycat, uh, copycat, copycat murders. murders yeah
1: but no but you're right The uh, uh, there was a lot of sensitivity uh, regarding 9-11 yeah movies that had shots at the towers yeah But uh, I cannot really think of a studio that had pulled a film. I can't
0: can't either. That's a a great question, and we're just totally drawing blanks on it. He said, I also saw Richard uh, Aoyade, I don't even know how to pronounce the guy's name, Aoyade, Aoyade, anyway, the guy that did uh, Submarine. Uh, will be in neighborhood watch i know you guys really enjoyed his directorial debut submarine but wonder if you have checked out the it crowd the british sitcom he started which we actually covered the first season of that and i'll be damned if i even remember what we said about it you know, <laughs> it's it's like it's, it was like a year and a half ago and i, I the vaguest recollection he says i know there was an american version which never got off the ground uh but i'm not sure the UAUK uk original uh series aired in the states or was released on dvd uh, I think it's the funniest l- uh, live action comedy from the US or the UK in the last decade or so, uh, which is you know it, it, I'm gonna definitely gonna keep an eye out for the uh, the next time we get a season of it. And then lastly, before we get into our Vox box, Uh, Longtime listener Eric Altieri says I was watching my brand new Game of Thrones Blu-ray and I noticed something peculiar And this is an important email Uh, During one particular scene one of the characters dialogue Is subtitled because he's not speaking the common Tongue English of course This is nothing remarkable however out of nowhere The phrase crowd cheering appears Underneath one of his lines What is going on I thought I didn't mess with any of the dialogue or subtitle settings Before I started watching so I assume this must be Some kind of error in programming the disc in fact, I remember seeing things like this happen a few times. How do errors like this happen? Don't they check things like this before releasing the discs? Uh, the answer is uh, very often no. They don't. They don't QC everything on the disc. Um, what What probably happened there? And people need to understand sort of how discs are mastered. There's a subtitle track, and it's it's what my guess is is that they they cheaped out and instead of having two separate subtitle tracks, one to go. For just the the, the the non-English dialogue in the scenes when you're watching it in English to be toggled on and off, I think what they did was that they have a feature where uh, the actual um, – the full English and audio subtitle track for the hearing impaired just – can be programmed to branch the pieces of it in every once in a while and because that contains all of that kind of additional commentary, crowd sharing and so forth that winds up being inadvertently imported into those moments when somebody happens to be speaking something other than English so it's really not that somebody made a mistake it's that some, you know, it's that they kind of cheaped out and decided to only go with one subtitle track when in fact they really probably should have gone with two.
1: I used to have that problem occasionally in the early days of DVD the early days of DVD you used to see that, like suddenly There'd be like some hearing impaired subtitle you know, verbiage. Yeah. You know, music begins or music playing or crowd cheers. Yeah. And you would have to cycle through your subtitles to get it to go away.
0: And see and, and our listeners you know, should under- I
1: don't see it that much anymore.
0: And our listeners should understand that this is why Mark and I hate the handicapped.
1: This is why... It's I'm, true.
0: We really do. It, and we, we really have just an incredible gripe against anyone who's disabled. And uh, we really wish that they'd all just go away.
1: And you know what? They really should be called Handy Incapable.
0: That's it. Absolutely. All right. And now, Mark, we're going to have...
1: <gasps> is it time? It's time. For what? For? It's Foxbox.
0: Hi, Mark and Wade. Dixon. I have three questions. My first is after... The yep, upcoming Brave, Pixar's next film will be Monsters University. Uh, do you think that Monsters, Inc. should have a sequel? Personally, I'm not sure. Uh, my second question is, what Pixar film would you like to see a sequel to? Mine would be The incredibles And my third kind of ties with animated films. Should animated film directors be up for Oscars for Best Director? Uh, what are your thoughts? Thank you. Chevelle, three excellent questions. Uh, thank you for the Vox box. Uh, I, I'm going to give you. Well, Mark, let, let's just alternate with these questions. I, the first is Monsters Inc. Should it have a sequel? I, I, I don't think so. I mean, it obviously lends itself to it, but I, I don't. I don't really feel the need for it to have a sequel.
1: I'm going to say no. Even though uh, somebody who I worked with briefly, Rhett Reese, very talented writer, he actually got an additional screenplay credit on. Oh, really? Monsters Inc. Yes. Yeah. Very nice guy And uh, he got a credit on it. Also the screenplay Was credited uh, To Andrew Stanton right.
0: Yes, true. I, I, who needs whose career to, has, <laughs> has taken, taken a turn ahead. for the worse. Look, I, I absolutely, I really want it to be good because it certainly makes more sense as a franchise than Cars. But uh, I don't think. But I'm going to agree with Chevelle I think the The Incredibles that totally lends itself to a sequel. I wanted to see where that family went. I wanted to see the next step in their uh, in you know where where are they going to take it? I, I'm dying to see a sequel to The Incredibles, and I don't know that that's even on the drawing board. I,
1: I'm just afraid that with every sequel that Pixar comes out with, mm-hmm. they're becoming just another studio that comes out with opportunistic sequels. However,
0: The, the Incredibles was, one of, was a Brad Bird film. It's not just a Pixar film, it's a Brad Bird film. And we're going to talk about Brad Bird again in a second. But um, I would love to see an, an incredible sequel as long as Brad Bird did it as long as it was his baby lastly absolutely you know what animated films should be eligible for best picture and for uh, best director and uh, yeah I, absolutely I mean it's, it's a different kind of filmmaking but it's filmmaking just the same what I don't like is that there's a special Oscar category for animated films that I think is, is a is a cheat uh, they should be forced to you know compete for best picture just like everything else
1: well you know that, that animated category is not that old
0: it's no it's, it's uh, what is what, it 7-8 90... Se- seven, seven, years old yeah 10 years old maybe tops um, We should something like that find out <laughs> uh, Spirited Away was the first film that won That whatever Spirited Away that was the first year
1: and which surely which, which, which pissed Disney yeah, off
0: absolutely oh well anyway well thank you Chevelle that was a really good Vox Box if you want to send us uh, emails or Vox Box submissions send them to gods at com. that would be gods at um, uh, 2001 2001 so there we go we've had it for 11 years yes Eleven years.
1: By the way, uh, yeah.
0: Ten years actually. Just ten ten years. years. Yeah.
1: They really should get rid of it. And it's funny because in in the age of animation and especially in the age of CGI, uh, people are finally wrapping themselves around the fact that you can have great production design that is CGI. Because production design traditionally means you design the you design the town. You take hammer and nails and wood and plastic and glass and you build the town that's production design but uh, CGI is also production design if you're creating yep. this amazing world all using ones and zeros still production design and it's taken people a while to accept CGI vistas and CGI towns and CGI cities as having production yep. design mm-hmm. and yet they do I and someday there'll be a film that is like all CGI that is nominated for like best production design okay. or even best cinematography
0: which is going to be sad
1: Oh, so you're Saturday.
0: not into that? You don't like that? No, not at all. Wow. You know, uh, quick, coordinate. now we're moving into uh, new movie releases. And as far as some vintage films here, some classics, uh, there's a quartet of olive releases, which I've got to recommend as most, most, most highly. These are, Two of these are two of my favorite all-time Jerry Lewis movies. Can I say that? Two of my favorite all-time Jerry Lewis movies. <laughs> Thank you, Corey. Um, the, uh, we're talking... Well, the film's in question. Who's Minding the Store? And It's Only Money. Now, Who's Minding the Store, if you have not seen it, is an absolute... First of all, it's charming in all the ways that Jerry Lewis's films were always incredibly charming. But uh, this one is just so... Unbelievably over the top at the end, directed by Frank Tashlin, who of course was you know did a number of Jerry Lewis films and was uh, came out of uh, animated films. The the finale where Jerry is just going destroying the, the department store is beyond belief. It is so hysterical. Um, it's kind of in the same vein as uh, you know the 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 the, uh, the uh, disorderly orderly and uh, the delicate delinquent and there's a few others that are kind of in this same vein. The errand boy. Uh, But this one is just absolutely superb, and uh, Agnes Moorhead is a riot in this film. She basically plays the same character as she did on Bewitched. And then uh, It's Only Money is one that nobody really pays much attention to. It's from 1962, and uh, really another great Frank Tashlin effort that's just totally, totally, totally underrated. Um, Jerry Lewis plays a TV repairman. And uh, he wants to become a detective, and it is just, it is so charming, so funny, so absolutely fantastic. Uh, So both of these are out on Blu-ray and on DVD, but get the Blu-rays. They are absolutely gorgeous, fantastic. Um, Also from Olive on Blu-ray and DVD, highly recommended on the Blu-ray side, more than the DVD. Dean Martin and Lana Turner in Who's Got the Action? Also starring, believe it or not, Eddie Albert and Walter Matthau. Uh, forget about Dean Martin and Lana Turner anything that Walter Matthau is in that that has 1960 something in the uh the date it's just absolutely brilliant you got to get it um, this is a terrific film and uh again totally totally underrated totally forgotten from the time directed by Daniel Mann who was a really underrated director from the from the era as well uh check it out it's a you know it's a it's a mobster storyline but it's uh you know, it's gang- mobsters and gamblers, but it's just a lot of fun, and everybody in it is having a great time. Uh, Frank Sinatra, who figures prominently in the movie that I saw last night, did I mention that it's Colcoa time, and that's why I'm so damn tired? Colcoa being... City of Light, City of Angels, a uh, French film festival here in L.A. at the DGA, uh, opening night last night was the film uh, My Way, which is all about a French pop legend who died at uh, age 39 named uh, Claude Francois, who wrote the song that became My Way for Frank Sinatra here when it was translated by Paul Anka or, or rewritten, re-lyricized into English by Paul Anka. Anyway, uh, Frank Sinatra is you know, a character in the film, and obviously the song figures prominently in that film. But uh, Bud Yorkin, uh, a, a blast from the past uh, director who did some features and then did a lot in television, working on a screenplay by Norman Lear from a play by Neil Simon. How's that? Frank Sinatra, directed by Bud York, and screenplay by Norman Lear, Play by Neil Simon, Come Blow Your Horn. The names, obviously, are more famous than the name of the movie. Um, But it's, uh, you know what? Not a bad film. 1963, and uh, it's kind of a standard Sinatra uh, vehicle, but uh, it is still... You know, it's a nice little vintage uh, blast from the past. So that's cool. And then the last of these Olive uh, films is Assault on a Queen, another Sinatra film uh, that is less interesting, a uh, little bit dated. This is uh, one of those Sinatra attempts at doing kind of a, a thrillery, actiony thing. It's a heist film. It's not a very good heist film. Uh, Co stars Vernalisi and Tony Franciosa. And uh, it's a, you know,. I'd like to say that uh, with the anniversary of the uh, of the Titanic, that something that deals with trying to hijack a a cruise liner would be timely and interesting. But it's not terribly. Um, You know, if you if you like these these films, definitely check them out on Blu-ray. Olive is doing a very good job of taking these Paramount Library films and really you know burnishing them for Blu-ray. And so I recommend that if you have the choice, go with the Blu-ray always.
1: Wade, we got a couple left, Wade, but they're big ones.
0: Yeah, we sure do. Mark, we talked uh, earlier about Brad Bird, the amazing animator, Brad Bird, the brilliant uh, creator of The Iron Giant, and The Incredibles, and uh, Ratatouille. But Brad Bird recently took a big step in a different direction.
1: He did. He went live action. He directed uh, John Carter. Prince It? Of... No, no,
0: no, mm-hmm. no, no. That's Andrew Stanton. That's the other guy. Sorry. Yeah. Um, wrong, wrong, wrong Pixar veteran.
1: Wrong animated director making his live-action debut? Yes. It, boy, it, that, 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 that is a 180 swing right there. Is John is...
0: Carter really live-action? Yeah, really? Uh, it's, or, or is it an animated film in which live-action people make cameos?
1: <laughs> it really is. Uh, Brad Bird uh, has reinvigorated, uh, improbably, may I add, has reinvigorated the Mission Impossible... Franchise with Ghost Protocol. I think that when this film was uh, initially announced, it seemed a little, as we mentioned before, we used this word before, a little mercenary. It seemed like uh, the Mission Impossible franchise was uh, getting tired. Um, as excited as we were by the uh, by Brad Bird's hiring as director, we I think we all thought that I think they may be going to the well one too often, one time too often. But uh, you know what? This film was great. It's a lot of fun. It's incredibly well done. Brad Bird is it, Brad Bird takes his he takes his animated eye and winds up being able to replicate it in live action. Yep. All the camera work, all, all all the vertiginous camera moves that are so easy in an animated film and seem impossible for a live action film, which is part of the reason why we love animation, a lot of that stuff has been somehow ported over to Mission Impossible and that's why it's great and i really like this film a lot and you know what i, I love tom cruise i'm sorry i, I you know what I, if, if you don't like him i don't know what to tell you this guy can do anything
0: i missed this in the theater and i got to admit i'm bummed that i did because it really works and uh, i think part of the reason is because they didn't market the story they didn't they just they just marketed a lot of set pieces and action moments and you didn't really know what was going on or why it was just sort of come see this movie where uh, tom cruise is hanging on the side of a building in dubai why I don't know. Does it matter? Not really. But it, you know what? It, he pulled it off. He really did a, a very nice job.
1: Got a good cast. Jeremy Renner, who is becoming, uh, you know, Mister uh, Mister franchise. He's got the uh, Born uh, the New Born film. Yep, going to be handed over to him. He's
0: going to get this. He'll Andy, wind up getting Mission Impossible, and he's Hawkeye and the Avengers.
1: That's right. This guy is yep. Mister franchise. And then uh, Paula Patton. By the way, uh, I, I saw Paula Patton interviewed, and I've seen her in film. Can I say something about Paula Patton? Yeah, It's pretty.
0: So as opposed she's, to, she's as pretty. A, not to be confused with Paula Poundstone.
1: Paula Poundstone, not pretty. Okay. Paula Patton. Pretty. Apt, yep, I'm into it. Yep. Okay. Yes, in fact, uh, a cleaner up and send her to my room.
0: All righty. Uh, anyway, you this – Thank that. Because
1: <laughs> um, here's the thing. Yes, sir. You know, in Mission, Possible, in Mission Impossible 2, yes. they had another African-American actress, mm-hmm. Tandy, uh, Tandy Newton. Yes. And she was smoking. She was so hot. Delicious? No, no, no. This is like beyond delicious. That shot where she's in that sports car and she spins out on the mountain road, Mm -hmm. unbelievable. Just unbelievably gorgeous. Now, Paula Patton is uh, is much more girl next door. Sure. Beautiful. But you know what? Beautiful girl. Totally beautiful. Anyway, uh, this is a great transfer. This is Blu-ray all the way. Anybody who buys this on DVD needs to be um, flogged. Okay. Because this is all about Blu-ray. This is a great-looking Blu-ray, a great-sounding Blu-ray. This is almost reference material. Um, the uh, Blu-ray includes a DVD and a digital copy. So um, I suggest that you maybe even buy Ghost Protocol. Well, there we go. There it is.
0: You know, the uh, the other big one this week is Shame. Shame is directed by Steve McQueen. No, not the exhumed corpse of the old movie star, but the uh, the British artist and filmmaker, Steve McQueen, um, who is really not named Steve McQueen. I don't know what his real name is, but he kind of took that on just because it's what artists do. They, they just take on names. But he
1: named and, himself after Steve McQueen. Yeah, he did. Yeah,
0: He did. Intentionally. And uh, so that's who he's known as now. He's known as Steve McQueen. Uh, his first film, uh, uh, the frigging IRA thing, Bobby Sands. Uh, uh,
1: the, yes. Um, the,
0: that, uh, that damn thing. That wait a <laughs>
1: second. Cannot. don't stop the recording. Okay. We,
0: yeah. <laughs> came out on Criterion uh, like six months ago, and we've already forgotten the title. I blocked it. You know, it d- drove me crazy. Look it up. Look it up. His first film.
1: What's the director's name again?
0: Steve McQueen. What's his name? My this goodness. Is this, this is how wow. tired we are. this is just I, We're horrible. disintegrating. I, I, I turned off the Laker games. They were getting slaughtered, and now we're just disintegrating in the same oh, way. Oh, I know Arizona. the name of it now. Go ahead. Hunger. Thank you, Hunger. <laughs> Friggin' Bobby Sands thing. Where a guy actually mops the floor for ten um. minutes in one shot. I, I thought that was an excruciatingly boring and self-indulgent Movie and he talks to his priest for half an hour in one uninterrupted shot. Tor- horrible. But Michael Fassbender, who starred in that film, really has emerged. And uh, you know, we gave him be- our best actor award, Lafka, last year for like everything that he did, which I thought was a little weird. You know, that we kind of threw Shame and uh, Jane Eyre, a- it lumped it in with uh, uh, We do that X ex- it- Men: uh, First Class. You know, I don't just- like when we do that. I don't We either. should
1: give the actor the award for yeah. a-, a specific. That's all going to
0: change. There is going to be a change in that, by the way. Okay. There's going to be a change. So anyway, but you know what? i got to say they've all come a very long way. I think Michael Fassbender really is one of the best actors alive. I think he has, he has come of age, and he is just an extraordinary presence. And I really think Steve McQueen has come leaps and bounds with Shame. Now he, he that self indulgence side where he just wants everything to be really beautiful and really artsy, it's finally in the service of a story here, and it's an interesting story. Michael Fassbender plays a guy who is uh, you know even though he has a very professional career, he's he's a very, he's very you know he's an executive in New York he he's a sex addict and he has this uh, this uh, he's addicted to pornography and to any gratification that he can find and it's a real problem and it starts to eat his life alive. Uh, Carrie Mulligan plays his sister who's got her own problems. She's uh, kind of a lounge singer and she's got her own, you know, uh, substance abuse issues and her own issues with men. And um it's a character study. There are scenes in this film on the subway where uh, you will get a clinic in what screen acting is all about. Michael Fassbender does, uh, it's, just all, it's all in the eyes, it's all in the face, it's all in the body language. It is mesmerizing. The film is beautifully shot, deeply disturbing, and very deservedly rated uh, NC-17. However, there is a PG-13 version of this that consists of the opening and closing titles, which is very nice. It's about six minutes long. Uh, but no, this is uh, you know not for the faint of heart, not for everybody. Bear in mind you're going to see a very, very explicit film. And it's not even the, the sexual explicitness of the film that's so disturbing. It's, it's how raw it is emotionally. It really is. Uh, it puts you through a meat grinder. And at a certain point, it's a very, very tough film to watch. Not because it's explicit, but because the emotions are so unbelievably frayed. Um, So, yeah, very deservedly NC-17, but on this Blu-ray-DVD combo, it is a spectacular transfer, and I don't often say that about things that come from 20th Century Fox, but they nailed it here. So, for for once, Fox, you didn't just phone it in.
1: That's right. Shame is not recommended for all of our listeners. No. Only because it is quite explicit, but if you are uh, ready for such... Such difficult fare, you'll be rewarded. Very true. Very true.
0: And uh, a, a great foreign film this week that I really want to give a plug for, uh, from Music Box Films, this d- deserves highest praise. This didn't get enough attention at the end of the year, just because Music Box doesn't really go out uh, and, and market their films for awards like a lot of other distributors do, but they get a lot of good stuff. And Young Goethe in Love, the, uh, the story of how the great German poet Goethe actually sort of became Goethe the story of the first great legendary love that uh, helped this kind of loser young guy become a legendary poet is uh, is a wonderful wonderful story this is a beautiful 18th century period film fabulously well written very smart beautifully directed fabulously well photographed and uh, i'm so sorry that music box didn't put this out on blu-ray hopefully they will soon if you can't wait definitely watch it on dvd uh, r- probably rent it because i'm going to recommend when they finally come out with the blu-ray and i'm highly urging them to do so uh, i'm going to i'm going to recommend the blu-ray cuz this film just it needs to be on blu-ray it absolutely needs to be there are extras here there's a little making of featurette and a thing on the visual effects which isn't much and then uh, some trailers but what a lovely sweet smart romantic Touching film, and yes, it, it, it means to sort of be a little bit evocative of Shakespeare and love, but uh, so what? It's uh, it's in the same ballpark.
1: Uh, Wade, as we uh, wrap it up, we got a couple more things for you. One is uh, one is another uh, uh, Blu-ray that celebrates Universal's hundredth anniversary. This is uh, Abbott and Costello and Buck Privates. Now, Abbott and Costello, uh, if you do not know, they were a uh, extremely popular comedy duo in the 40s and 50s and they were pretty much beloved through the decades uh, even after they died they were you know still pretty famous people love them um, they're a little bit out of favor now uh, but Abbott and Castillo were very funny you may know them from their who's on first routine which was uh, one of the classic uh, you know, you know v- verbal ping pong matches ever uh, they're so funny in that but after they had done a bunch of radio performing and a bunch of stage performing, they did finally make it to film with Buck Privates. And uh, this is a pretty funny film. I'm not a huge fan of Abbott and Costello. I don't know why. I never really got into them. Although I do love the verbal jousting that they do. Um, this film is funny. And it is one of the three films they did with the Andrews sisters, uh, a famous uh, female singing group at the time. And, uh, you know, I didn't realize when I... Uh, when I first popped this in that uh, the film was up for two Oscars, including Wade, you realize that the, one of the Oscars this film was up for was Original Song. Yeah. And the song was... Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy from Company B. Isn't
0: that amazing? From The Androsystems. Who knew?
1: I had no idea that came from this movie. I didn't either. But uh, anyway, there's some great featurettes, uh, including um, uh, their efforts to restore their classic films and the Carl Lemley era. Of course, Universal began sort of with Carl Lemley, and now, of course, that's sort of transmogrified into the Lemley theater chain. Universal, of course, is now uh, uh, part of the NBC family. And there's also uh, something about Avin Ab Costello with uh, Jerry Seinfeld, which is kind of funny, but it shows how Jerry Seinfeld loves Avin Costello enough to put himself on this Blu ray. And uh, it's good stuff. It comes in a little, a little book, one of those little booklet thingies. And it's nice. Avin Costello and Buck Privates. Good funny deal. Funny stuff. Finally, we have a uh, Roger Corman Cult Classics. Uh, this is a series of, uh, uh, not Blu rays, DVDs that celebrate the classic uh, and sometimes not so classic output of uh, producer, director, writer. Impresario, Cheapskate, Roger Corman
0: Cheapskate
1: Here we have the Nurses Collection uh, He did a lot of core corny type stuff Including uh, Night Call Nurses Candy Stripe Nurses Private Duty Nurses And The Young Nurses Oh and yeah all of those are on this uh, DVD All Fantastic. these movies are uh, low budget and uh, really bad But they are totally uh, indicative of the Corman output during that time Especially in the, in the genre and it's, uh, it's, it's funny stuff.
0: Good deal. All right. Well, with that, we have uh, we have nailed it. We've got a few other things that are going to spill over to next week. But you'll love it because uh, we're going to have criterions Criterion's galore next week. It's going to be a good week. Um, if you need to get us again, remember, we are at gods at digigods.com. Send in your Vox box. Send in your uh, email questions. And uh, we do our best to answer everything that we can. Otherwise, visit the Facebook page and uh, join the discussions at the Facebook page, the Digigods Facebook page. We'll see you next week.